Hello, people. Welcome back to Noise Advocation Podcast. Hello out there. Um, we are here with episode 23. I had to look that up to make sure. I kept thinking 24. Damn, we're cranking them. Um, first off, I want to thank all the people who tuned in last week to the Best of 2022 episode and all the people who took the time to sit and listen to the entire list and send me notes on what they thought of the list. Yeah, um, I love getting responses, man. The fact that anybody took the time to listen in the first place is great. We appreciate that, but like we never expected people to actually start making their own lists and critiquing them and sending them back. So to me, that's really cool. It's, it's definitely awesome. And I like, you know, hearing like what people thought of what we thought. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe, like where do they stand on it? Yeah, like maybe you didn't see this record when it came out and now we helped add to a list of your favorites from the year or brought you on to something new that you didn't know or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's much appreciated that people go through, take the time to listen and give their input on it too. Um, yeah, and if anybody has any ideas for a topic that you'd like us to cover, as always, fucking message. Yeah, or you can reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. Come into um, Noise and Toys, buy something and tell us yeah. in person. We have Twitter, too, but I don't really use it, if I'm being honest, because I got enough social media accounts to manage, and it's hard to keep adding them. And I'm supposed to be responsible for the Facebook one, um, and it's there, but it's not really going to be anything until after the first of the year, because we're all busy with shit. Yeah. I update the episodes there and, like, send you the stuff for right. updates, but... As I mean, far between, as content? Yeah, between running the stores, social accounts, and the podcasts, and my own, and et cetera, and trying to keep up on releases and topics and discussions and oh, shit yeah. that's coming out or came out or whatever, it's a lot of being on your phone. And uh, there are times where I just want to throw my phone and not look at it. Yeah, so fucking right. <laughs> sometimes know, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I don't feel like doing it right now. I Honestly, I would think if I had a genie and I could, you know, do away with cell phones, I might. If they weren't so useful for business and stuff and for keeping up on music, I would have definitely basic communications where if you need to get a hold of me, call me, text me if you need to. Call uh, the switchboard, motherfucker. Yeah. Call an operator and direct him <laughs> to me. <laughs> but it is good for keeping, like, I mean, half the stuff that comes out, I, Instagram is how I keep up on oh, it. Oh, for sure. Without it, it would be impossible to see what labels are re-releasing or releasing or what band's putting out what. But do you and, think they would push so much content if there wasn't the internet? Like... Music or just posting content? Um, let's just let's just say just music for the sake of argument, because I kind of noticed on the you know you're talking three four hundred mm. albums give or take a week you know, and that's including re re releases right, right. and stuff. But um, I don't know really. That's hard to say because the internet is definitely a highly motivational tool create consumers like exactly you see something that you want 
and there's a fucking link there to get it. There's a way to obtain it. There's a payment thing. Yep. There, like, Three it's, clicks, it's yours. Yeah, dude. exactly. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see if maybe there was never social medias to see how the record industry would play out because right. back before all that, they had to advertise through billboards and like commercials maybe well, yeah, the, or uh, radio stations. Yeah. Um it'd be interesting to break down and talk about. We'll save that one for later. Oh, I just think that I think it works to their advantage though for Definitely. companies because advertising on social media for the most part is free. I mean, yeah, you can boost ads, you can um some people pay followers and shit like ro- robot accounts and whatnot. I think that, uh, yeah, the record industry itself, I think, definitely is um, profiting from it. I mean, they were, you know, think about it. Yeah, because they had to dump. Streaming fucking killed them. Yeah, because they had to dump millions into ad campaigns before. Like, Mariah Carey drops a new album. She's got a $20 million campaign agency behind her pushing that shit. Now... Yeah, you can't. If you're whoever and drop an album and you have an adequate amount of followers on Instagram, like you don't need that twenty. There's your fucking campaign right there for free with the click of a button. Well, and that's that's what I mean. Like without it, it'd just be total. Like I wonder, you know, like I said, because it would be totally. It'd go back to how you found music before. Yeah, what was ever presented to you, not it's looking. It's definitely helped and hurt. In in, yeah, its it's own, bold, in its own ways, it it's a give and sides. take sort of thing. Um, but yeah, from a music fan lover, uh, noise advocator, um, <laughs> nice name drop. Yeah, dude. Um, I think it's for the benefit for us. Yeah, I just think it's shitty for uh, you know artist. all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah, and the artist. It's good for the fan, but it's kind of. I mean, the streaming services pay jack shit to the yeah, artist. It's fucking ridiculous. Which sucks, but if you have supportive enough fans that'll buy buy your physical merch, buy your concert tickets, mm-hmm. go to see you, go to whatever, buy your t-shirts, etc., then I think it works to your advantage as well. So yeah, you're taking a hit on streaming sales because you're making pennies on the dollar, but you're reaching a platform of millions and millions of people potentially. So without that, yeah, you'd never would have people that. have taken the initiative to go and buy your stuff to play it instead of just checking it out on a streaming service right. for whatever they're paying for that or for what they're not paying if it's a free service or whatever. Um I think yeah, it's definitely it's hurt it's and weird. helped. So And I think by them putting them on limited runs gives people you know it gives me on certain bands you get that sense of urgency like fuck man if i don't get this now i'm never getting it the fear of missing out yeah Yeah. i hate that that shit's intense when it comes to records Uh, in low runs because i've been on some sites during drop days where shit is disappearing as it's in the cart and you're like fuck i'm not gonna get it i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. get it sometimes you do sometimes you don't and that's part of the fun but it's also part of the aggravation. Definitely. Well, that just happened to us the other not too long ago. Cold as life. Yeah. Yeah. I added him to the cart as one 
um, variant and uh, went to pay for it. Oh, gone. So I had to get the other variant. I yeah. didn't give a shit. I just wanted a copy of the fucking album, but yeah. damn, you know? Yeah, I don't ever care about, like, what color's what. Um, yeah, when it I will say that. that some of them are really cool, but when it comes to shit like that, like, I just want it. I'll get it how I can get it. I don't care if it's black exactly. fucking fruity pebbles, blue and purple swirl. I don't care how it comes out. Just give it to me. That's fun. Um, but... I'm spoiled when it comes to records, paying wholesale costs for everything. Because, right. like, anything I buy new, I pretty much pay wholesale for it. And so if I can get, like, a lot of times black copies are cheaper. Right, right. I buy the black every Buck, single yeah. fucking time because <clears throat> it saves you $4 or whatever versus buy it, paying a little bit of extra for the other one. Yeah, there's, and, that, there's that argument, too, that they're better. Yeah. I don't... I don't... At this point in time, I, I don't, don't think, think it's so. really... a it, like the technology has come far enough to where they're probably putting out the same quality of both. And I will say this: I don't have the equipment to that's show it. me the difference either. But yeah, so that's kind of how I look at it too. Is like plus it's cheaper. Black usually sells slower because oh, definitely a lot of collectors want different variants of color and whatever. So with the blacks being typically in larger quantities and moving slower it gives you a better chance of obtaining it versus trying to get the one that's like oh we pressed 500 on this color 400 on this one 300 on this one etc but we did 2,000 3,000 black ones and see that's where i think we differ from those people like you said you just get it how you can get it where they're collecting it where we're like dude we just want to fucking hear it yeah, there are people that you collect know, all the color variants. And they don't even open them. And some they didn't. You know, they open one copy and then leave all the other ones mm-hmm. sealed, or they do open them just to check the colors. I mean, I, I, get, I, mean, I get the It is what it, it is. But it's... Like, that's your collection, your money. You can do what you want with it. Like, I don't have any, you know, that's not my place to say you want to buy just, a colored I thing. Can, cool, I have do it. multiple copies of albums, you know. Yeah. It's fun to collect that shit every now and then, but. I do too, but typically it's there's so color variant, yeah, or I mean cover variants. Right, the cover that's different. See, to me that's different. The covers, like Zarface MF Doom's yeah. a good example. I have three or four different versions and of their album. With their albums, because and I have so like fucking artistic. Yeah, there's a black and white one. There's the colored one yep. where the cover is colored. There's the alternate cover where it's like Zarface fighting MF Doom on yeah, the cover. Yeah, yep. Um, there's the, oh, th- yeah, the three inch, like that. yeah. Yep. There's the three inch versions. There's oh, I forgot about multiple the different ones. So when it comes to shit like that, like yeah, I have multiples of stuff. But for the most part, for color variants, like I ain't gonna try to collect every oh. color variant. You drive yourself fucking nuts because yeah, they come out with if it's a very popular album, they're gonna keep releasing them constantly. Well, and that's that kind of leads me back to the whole like well that's how they're gonna make their money yeah is in those limited runs to give you that angst you know it's like well yeah like but they just say said it, they're gonna repop them they say okay we're doing this 2000 only time ever fine print on red <laughs> yeah like the death of- <laughs> then the only time ever applies to well, we were only doing it on gold. We're only doing it on blue. We're only right. doing it on pink. We're only doing it on purple. So, yeah, a, you really got to. Yeah. It's a marketing trick. It's definitely a, uh, a slick move on their part because it's not a lie. It's just foggy. So, 
we're going to get into this actual episode soon. Um, but first, on the last episode we left off on, we were talking about Ghost, and I borrowed you one of their albums. Yep. And then you checked it out. So I listened to it. I haven't heard your take on it because we were saving it for the show. So go ahead and give your take on it. All right. So Ryan lent me Ghost's second album. Um, Infestus Suman is the way to pronounce it, I believe. And I just referred to it as the album with year one on it. Yep. Year zero. Okay, year zero. So yeah, that, see, that's up. why I, I I do the same thing with that album because yeah. Infestus Suman is such a... It's like, I think it's a biblical word or something. Yeah, I can't. So, yeah, it's easier to say. It's easier to zero. just say year zero. Zero. Okay. So, um, I'll tell you what I did like about it. The uh, imagery I like, you know, mm. the get-ups, the corpse paint, the Catholic shit. But, and it like, and I think it it's, uh, I, I just think of it as like, the rituals that the Catholicism does, Catholics do the, the saints and the singing and the peace be with you and the yep the, the operatic and the fucking wine and there's a lot. It, I mean, whatever. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But there's a lot of fucking rituals in Catholicism, mm. and it's like they took that and flipped it and made it about Lucifer and Satanists. And I think that's you know pretty. I think it's silly. It's funny to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's smart. Yeah. You literally take something that, I don't know, let's say half the country are fucking are Catholics. I don't know. A I lot would of, say more. A lot. Well, maybe not Catholics per se, but, but Catholic, Christian, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. God, God-fearing fucking white kids from the Midwest, you know? Uh-huh. And I can see how this band, they could listen to this band and the words to piss off their fucking parents or whatever, you know? And the parents might not even know what's going on because it's sang in such a... Upbeat way. Upbeat way. Which on is, some of the songs. Right. Some of them are lower, mellow, slower, whatever. Um, more eerie. But yeah, they are definitely more upbeat. That album sounded real 70s-ish to me. Mm. Um, like the guitar tones, shit like that. I didn't really, honestly, it doesn't even sound like, it sounds like hard rock over metal to me in that sense. Like, I described it as a, be like if you had a fucking knife and it only had a single-sided blade. Yeah. And, like, metal, metal, like, fucking crazy ass, I'm going to gut you shit, you know? Doesn't really have, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't so much have that. But that's just my opinion. That's the shit that I like. Mm. I'm not saying that's, um you know any anything wrong with that it's just it's too cheesy for me and i don't care for the vocals it i don't know the, the tone <laughs> nobody, of the vocals everybody nobody, says that yeah everybody that's the hang up at first when you hear the band is the vocal tone and, and there's some songs where it's a completely different vocal tone versus some of the other stuff right it all depends on kind of which album you tune into i just um i don't know man i couldn't I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't... I listened to it, and there was one song that I did I did think was all right, and it was... Um, hang on, I got to look at the... Actually, you got the record, don't you? I think it's the first song on side two. Yeah. Oh, is it? No, it's not that song. Hang on. 
There's Year Zero, Body and Blood, Idolatrine, Depths of Satan's Eyes. And Try the last on A. Goulet and Zombie Queen. Yep, that's yeah. it. I like that song, and I like I the like way that it's structured. And, How yeah. it starts with the one song and leads uh-huh. into the other. That reminds me of, like, Scooby-Doo music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely, there's... But, see, that's just it. That's why I... I, I like that call song it a lot, fucking, it, it's, it, it, I can't call that metal. Yeah. And not saying... That's the, and that's the only song that I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. But the rest of it, man, I just... I don't care for it. See, I, I think the sound itself can go either way between rock and metal and whatever. But if you take the lyrical content, extract that, apply it to an actual like death metal band, lyrically, 100%, I think it's metal. See, to me, metal is more of a sound than a fucking vocal lyric, I guess. But what defines death metal would be the lyrical content. And the fucking blast beats. To a certain extent, yeah. But, like, the lyrical content of death metal being primarily focused on killing and stuff like that or around death right. would be what defines the genre, to me at least. So, All I'm saying is this band reminds me of a 2020 kiss. They're putting makeup on. They're appealing to kids between fucking, like, 14 and 20 three or two or whatever um i get it um i think they're smart as fuck for doing what they're doing and how he re re fucking does himself every album or whatever the poppy it's a guy, different um kind of like a it's character. a different time period yeah, different every time single period. time that they come out with a record so i get that being easy for somebody to just jump right in and fucking grab that shit and i think it's a very good gateway band into other things I don't know. Maybe I'm just too fucking old, but I just cannot. I no, can't. I mean, I it's can't not. It. It's not going to be for everybody, and that's why. I mean, that's music in general. It's right. going to be either you're going to like it or you're not going to like it, or it'll grow on you eventually, or it won't. But um, that's. Just, but I mean, you tried I mean. is the thing for one. But yeah, I don't know. At first, I didn't like them either, and they took a bit to grow on me, and then eventually, I don't know. They something clicked at some point right and, and then i was like oh this band's fucking <laughs> awesome yeah dude i just that's so, not my thing and i know a lot of people that that happens to but there are people that just i mean some people just aren't gonna like it well uh, the other thing when i said it sounded like 70s i mean 70s in the sense of like the the, the guitar tones and even like how he did his vocals reminded me a lot of like blue oyster cult mm. you know what i'm saying so, you know, with like that hollow, smoky voice shit that he has kind of in some parts. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty cool, you know. But at the same time, it's like Blue Oyster Cult, for me, does it better. Because they're the ones that did it, you know. Or I'm just fucking old. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so, 20 minutes in, episode 23. Uh, uh-huh. So, we were going to go over... Originally, we were going to do a worst of 2022, but... That meant we'd have to listen to shitty music this past week, and we didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have to listen to a bunch of stuff I didn't want to listen to, and maybe we'll still do that before the year-end wraps up. We'll see. Maybe not. And one other thing is I also didn't want to tear apart 
anything too badly. Right. Because right. like, to me, I would have put the new Ozzy on the. I wouldn't call it worst of 2022. It just wasn't all that impressive to me. Like it. I agree. But at the same time, some people love the shit. Yeah, and I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that, and it like it had good playing on it. There was some good songs and whatever, but to me, it's just Ozzy's a robot at this point. Well, and it's vocally, that's what I love like, about music, man. Everybody gets not, their own opinion. Yeah, they're not. It's not Black Sabbath, Ozzy, and whatever, and obviously that can't happen due to age and whatever. I right. mean, the guy's 74 years old. But please so, don't try to make him sound... Like, if they left his but, voice alone... Yeah, don't try to make him sound like he did on, like, Diary of a Madman exactly, or something, because it it's not like there anymore. And it they forced it too much to where it sounds fake. And I'm sure to a certain degree he's always had a little bit of effects on his voice, but in this one, like, you can tell that they really, really cranked down the effects of his voice, which is fine. The man's 74 years old, and go outside and look at a 74-year-old dude walking around the street. Some some of them can't even walk up a stair. So, like, the fact that he's still cranking out music, doing things, he's playing with people that he loves. Like, uh, there was... Tony Iommi on the album and Jeff Beck and a bunch of other people that he looks up to as musicians or enjoys playing with. So, you know, who am I to take that away from him to be like, oh, fuck this album. So I didn't want to tear anything apart too bad. So I wanted to, like, do that episode with more of an open mind and rush it less, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, And I didn't want it to sound like we were shitting on anybody's music taste. Yeah, I'm no, not. That, I'm not the, trying to it. do that when I like. And that's what I'm saying about something. ghosts too. Is like I may think it's fucking shit smeared on a record, but you might think it's gold, and that's fucking totally cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this episode we are going to talk about what we believe makes a good record store, and just pretty much tell our experiences from record stores and things that we have liked when we've seen or things that I've tried here that I either was inspired by some other store to do it or seen an idea online and liked it and you know we'll bring up some of the shit that makes a bad record store too like I've been in some that are very just like yeah I've been in some that claim to be record stores and it's fucking Barnes and Noble yeah, they got like three records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but first, before we get into that, um, I'm take a leak. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyways, as I was saying, before we get into this actual episode, uh, well, this has to deal with it, anyways. And I think I've said that twice already. <laughs> it's but, all good uh, editing. <laughs> but um. I wanted to shout out Satellite Records. They are a record store in Kalamazoo. If you are in the Kalamazoo area and you do not know where they are, they are located on Southwest Najav. Um, I've been there, I don't know, five, six, seven times. My sister and brother both live in the area. or Well, my sister doesn't live there anymore. But anytime I would go down there visiting or you know, hanging out with them or whatever, I'd make sure to stop there. Last time I was down there for my sister's graduation, I took my kid with me to the store. And um, they always have a ton of good stuff. I mean, they 
surprised the shit out of me last time having a bunch of different Griselda releases and like Ty Ferris things and underground hip hop stuff that I typically don't see at a record store because a lot of it doesn't hit major label distribution uh-huh. or anything like that. So that was really cool. Um, the staff is great. The stores organized really nicely. They have a wall of rare things. They have good organization to where you can find things pretty easily. Like if you're looking for hip hop, hip hop's here. You're looking for jazz, blues, soul, funk, whatever. Now, what's it's their, all in here. Now, um, what is their percentage new to old? Um, I'd say probably 60, 40, 60 old, 40 new. Okay. Yeah, that's um, good. They do buy a lot of collections and I have seen like a lot of original pressings. Right. Of, like, like I've seen Gangstar original presses there, Tribe Called Quest, um, you know, Miles Davis things. Oh, fucking like, GR is like the fastest growing city in the state, I believe. Yeah. Well, this is Kalamazoo, not GR. Oh, you're right. Kalamazoo. I'm getting it fucked up. But. Um, I talk to them semi-regularly on Instagram and they've helped me out with my own store with a bunch of things with distributors and you know things like that helping out because they've been in business longer and you know this is my first time doing this sort of thing I've only been doing it for a couple years on the store side of things so much appreciated to Satellite Records for helping me out for helping the store out for you know, giving me information that I may not be able to obtain otherwise, or that would have took me longer. Right on, right on. So if, again, if you are in the Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids area, or if you are going towards that area, definitely check out Satellite Records. With that being said, um, to you, what makes a good record store? It's got to, like you said, that that store has 60% used, 40% new. It's got to be at least that used. Because, oh, and I'm going to say what, because I've been into, obviously, we've been into both. But a new record, like brand new record, still sealed, not new old stock, but you know what I mean? Brand new albums mm-hmm. in a record store, as far as they don't have anything used, I'm just going to skip it because I know other ways I can get that. You know what I mean? That are either cheaper, easier, or I can just get it at home here from you. Right. Um, so I'd rather see a lot of used shit. Um, and, like, it can be new, new used shit. I'm good with that, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? It just no, makes I get it more special saying. for the dig. Because when you're trying to find something odd and rare right. or, like, a, a random album to fill a gap in your collection that you may need to fill, you want to see use things you want to have a fucking oddities you want to because like a new store that stocks only new items i mean you can go online and pretty much look at that whole catalog for any store like you know what's out at the time you know what's going to be in there for the most part and it takes away from the thrill of actually like flipping through the crates and finding records like when i go into a store i want to have a spot where i can go in i'm like okay metal's here you know, yeah, such yeah, and yeah. such is here. I don't care if it's organized by genre or alphabetically, because typically when I go in, I have a list of things I'm looking for. Uh-huh. And then I always just flip just to find anyways, but I have a set list of like, if I see this, grab this, right. or I'm yeah, going oh, yeah, to go that. to G to look for this or uh-huh. whatever. So when a store 
only stocks new, to me, it just takes away from the appeal of hunting. Well, oh, definitely. I And I bring this up from here's my experience about, I think it was 2011, New Year's Day. I'm pretty sure. It might have been 2010. I can't remember exactly. But due to circumstances in my life, I know it's at least 10 years ago. Um, and it was in Ann Arbor and one record store we went into, I cannot remember the name of it, but it was like, we were just saying all new shit and they had used CDs, but mm. they had like, I don't know, 30 used CDs. It was a real like college hipster type thing. It wasn't like, a. it didn't seem like the, they were devoted to music as say it was a typical more... record store would be. Yeah, it seemed more like a store that popped up. Yeah, like just to, to hit the wave. Just to hit the wave versus a store more like Vertigo or Encore Records that have been right. there for years and years right. and years that have established now, I following did go to, and yeah. whatnot. Now, I, that's that's good that you brought up Encore because I went there too, and that's a fucking record store. Mm. Um, but their prices were a little high. And I get that, and that's even at that time. They're in the area. Right, so. they're in Ann Arbor. They can get fucking money out of college kids. Yeah. I do the same fucking thing. But, then, like I said, this was all, you know, at least 10 years ago. I went into the back where they had all the soundtracks, and they kind of had it set up in big-ass, um, like, drawers almost. You had to pull the drawer out and then flip and then put the drawer, push it back in, go to the next one, pull it out, like big-ass filing cabinets almost, right? And um, then those are reasonable, you know, a couple, three, four, whatever. And I got, you know, like Star Wars Return of the Jedi or something out of there back in the day. And then I remember seeing on the wall they had a Halloween soundtrack, like an original one with, um, you know, the pumpkin and the knife. And I remember looking at that, and it was like sixty nine ninety five, right? And I'm like, holy shit, I would never pay that much for that thing, you know? And now it's, it's probably like, like $300 Exactly, it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. But this other, so yeah, Encore, definitely, um, that is a cool store to go into. Um, that's pretty famous. I mean, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, they've been in the business for quite a while. Like, out, I want to say at like least anybody the 60s. That, yeah, anybody yeah. that lives in that area, um is more than likely probably right. familiar with it if they're into the records and stuff. I don't know the exact year when they started, but I do know that there was a previous owner to the current owner, and I don't remember if the current owner was like the guy's son or something okay. like that, I think I heard. Um, if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry. But uh, I believe... Yeah, I'm that not it's sure. Been like a gener I believe it's been like a generational type like of thing. So, yeah. I know it's yeah, it's owned by not by a corporation. Now another thing that I noticed in the um the record store down the street from Encore, I went to two of them, and the the two that I went or I went to three, including Encore, but the other two were pretty much the same. Um, they had like punk rock, and but when I say that, it's like your rancid, no effect, like. Pennywise, your fairly big fucking punk rock band shit they had. I remember seeing Tribe Called Quest, um, Life, Beats, Rhythm, whatever that album. You said, you know what I'm talking about? It's like their third album, fourth yeah, album, um, third album. 
Beats Rhythm and Life or some shit like that. Beats Rhymes and Life, I think it is. All right, sounds good enough. Anyway, there was like 30, I'm over-exaggerating, there's like 20 of them in a crate underneath, right? And they're all black or all whatever. No, now that I think about it, I wish I would have grabbed one then, right? Beats Rhymes and Life. But it's like there was that, and then you go to the next bin, and it might have been... Whatever else album it was, you look down and there's fucking 30 more of them. But they only put the one in there to make, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're getting the last one. Yeah. But you're not, and you can look down and they're not even trying to hide it. So it was just kind of a turn off, you know. Um, But definitely has to have used records more than new records. I have been into some bigger stores that you will see do that where... Like Vertigo is a good example. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a heavily populated area, so they're not ordering just three to five copies of yeah, something yeah, yeah. like I do here. Um, you know, they're ordering 30 copies of this, 30 copies of that, 20 of this, 20 of that. Cause and I'm, still selling out. And still selling out. Yeah. Like, the population there is obviously a lot bigger than where we're at. Um, and they can afford to do that. I've met the dude that runs Vertigo Records, nice guy, and he's smart, knows what he's doing. He's giving me some pointers and shit, and, you know, obviously he's doing something right. He's been doing this for a long time, and their store is great, and I like that they have a rare wall there. Like, when you go in towards the back, there's a wall that they update semi-regularly where they're like, oh, this is rare, and it's well-documented what the pressing is. Like yeah, they're the not year, trying to fuck it. Yeah. And they also have like a box set shelf there to where you go up against this big wall and there's just, um, you know, there's overkill box sets, there's tool box sets, there's this Bob Dylan box shit, sets, eh? there's Phil Spector, there's just all this, you know, all these different box sets that have come out over the years that are probably just lingering quantity from the mass quantity that they ordered to begin with. Like the last time I went there was right around when that toolbox set came out for Fear Inoculum. Yeah. They had like eight boxes. Like yeah, cardboard having, yeah, boxes full of them. A couple or what? And I had like seven of them or right. some shit. They must have had 50 at That's least. Nuts. And they just had a box open where people were grabbing them out and shit. But cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. Um they have a very impressive metal selection. I've never been there just so everybody knows, but it's on like the top of my list to check out. Yeah. When you do go there, you'll be impressed oh, with the I, amount yeah, of the amount of metal that is I mean just even the used metal section is impressive like you go through cuz there's people trading in things right. semi regularly so that's what I like. Cuz like here I sell a Bathory record, I know it ain't coming back. Right, right. Down there, they sell 10 of them a day, maybe not always, but you know. Just like you said, it's two out of ten are coming back within a few months or something, like college kids or people moving away or whatever. Get hooked on drugs, got to sell that shit. Yeah, so they have a great use section of good titles. That is one thing that makes a good record store to me. Um, Organization, obviously. Definitely. Uh, Staff that knows what the fuck they're talking about. Like, 
obviously every kid like at a big record store you're gonna have younger kids working there and shit obviously everybody's not an expert i'm not an expert i'm learning things daily everybody with half a brain should know they don't know everything but you should at least know how to identify different pressings of records even if it's just through typing in a serial number on discogs or whatever you should at least know how to do that so that the person who's buying that or forking out an extravagant amount of money possibly knows exactly what they're paying for or when you're putting items on your rare shelf you want to know the exact date that that came out you want to know the exact version of it you want to know the mastering you want to know shit like that if it applies to the record like you should know or have documented on there not just I seen this Ramones record on eBay for $300. Right. This might be the same album. So we slapped $300 on it. Oh, I've seen that, that done at stores before yeah. where they have a record that yeah, if that were the original it would go for that, but this is like some random a third press thing. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's older, but it ain't that old. So knowledgeable staff is a plus for sure. I kind of think if you don't have like if you don't have staff that know what the fuck they're talking about, you're not going to make it. No. And I mean, you could definitely I mean, because that's like the experience by cuz people are going to buy the shit anyways, but when you walk into it like here for example, like right. people come here to hang out exactly. and talk music and stuff. They go to like they're picking up a new record, they're talking about the old version of that record, they're talking about want list things, they're talking about that, oddities and saying. rarities. Like definitely, that's to me, that's part of the fucking going to a record store. Yeah, it's, it's like the barber shop for music, exactly. basically. So another thing that I um I like and I don't see all the time, um, but it's done here is forty fives. Yep. Um, I will say RPM records in no Traverse 45s. City. Ooh, they have a whole room of 45s. Well, when I went there, they did. They had the whole room, but it was all... May have been being transitioned and being set up, but oh, if you go in there now... There was nothing, and they're like, you can go in there and look, but we don't know what the fuck's in there. Yeah. So I so just found out. The last time that I was in there, there's a whole room. Which is probably and it before... Is, or, I haven't been there in... I was there last year yeah, so sometime. That's, yeah, I was there like seven years ago. Yeah. So when you go into that room, everything is alphabetical. I mean, there's an A, yep. there's a a crate. Well, there's multiple A crates. But I had it's to go easy in there with a the list because you get overwhelmed like a motherfucker. Yeah, but it's easy to find shit now. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they do have a really nice stereo equipment room. Yep, I was in that right up front. Yep. That's that is that was retail prices. Let me tell you though. Yeah, it's definitely they're spot on with the prices yeah. and maybe even above some. Yeah, right. But, again, Traverse. But City. again, like they probably had to pay for the shit to be repaired. Um, you know, they're trying to get their money back out of it. And like Traverse City, I mean, people there are gonna pay the money. Yep. Here, I gotta fucking sometimes argue over a hundred dollar receiver. One, you know, once in a while. Oh, like, I know. Sometimes it's harder for me to sell expensive items i'd rather sell hundreds of dollar items than two hundred dollar items well that's because we live in a town where people are pretty fucking cheap yeah for the most part um 
diversity is another thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I don't want to walk into a store and all you have is fucking Led Zeppelin, Ted Nugent, Kiss, Beatles, the the staples. Like, I want to go in and you're like, oh, you have fucking Iggy Pop's 14th album. Yeah, yeah, just some weird shit. But it's here. Or, you know, I want metal i want jazz i want hip-hop i want motown i want all these in-between oddities give me old country give me you know i want a little bit of everything not just well this is what sells so this is what we have and i've seen that in like plenty of fye's type shit it's just like really fye's more of like a they have a corporate set list because if you go to every fye they carry the same exact titles throughout every single store and I don't know. To me, that's not not as much fun. Like I'm, Fuck I'm no. going in there for multiple things, multiple genres. I'm not going in there for just like, oh, I need this fucking oh, I whatever. Want, I need to backpedal on the Fye thing. I'm sorry. In one I was in, they had like a dozen used records. Other than that, wasn't impressed. I've seen. And I don't even know how they got the used ones. They probably yeah. gave the kids like nothing for them. I was gonna say because I never knew that they even did like trade-ins or anything. I have seen some used records there though, yeah. but it's typically the stuff that they already stock. Okay. Like, I, I remember I years I, I ago. Recall. I just know like seeing Dropkick Murphys and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I remember years ago I was in one in Traverse City Mall, maybe. Something like that, somewhere around there. There was. Yeah, I was in one, and they had like used copies of Tool Opiate, and that's a fairly cheap record. It right, sells right. For Ten to twelve dollars, sometimes less, but they had it for like six bucks. So I was like, oh, fuck cool. it, it's six dollars, dude. Yep. I ain't gonna pass that up. But, but I like to see diversity because I'm into many different things. So I want other shit. Just then, well, this is what we know. This is what we sell. And that falls back onto the knowledgeable staff, too. Like, right, they need to there's know. been a ton of things that I didn't know jack shit about. Like, I didn't really want to familiar, familiarize excuse me, myself with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Right. I don't give a flying fuck about Crosby, Stills, oh, and Nash. Oh, that shit's good, but dude. But shit's that I need to know for here. Yeah, yeah. I see. I like. I love that shit. I, I don't have anything against them. It's just not your thing. But it's boring. Uh, now, I will say... If you take Stephen Stills or Dave Crosby or whoever and uh-huh. separate them, better. They've done amazing things on their own. See, I'd rather like, listen to I Stills have, over Crosby, though, for sure. I have that one Super Session record with Mike Bloomfield, yeah, Stephen yeah, Stills, yeah. and some other fucking jams, dude. Yeah, dude. And they've done a bunch of things like that. Well, isn't They're, that just like a jam recording kind yeah. of though? Yeah, it's spontaneous. It's yeah. fucking awesome. And I'm not saying that Crosby, Stills, and Nash is bad by any means. It's just not in my wheelhouse of things that I regularly listen to. But I take the extra initiative to actually get familiar with this shit because when we get people in talking about that, like, I want to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want to be able to, persons like, oh, you don't have this record? Well, I can recommend this record. Uh You know, we might not have this, but this is similar, or this guy played on that album that you're talking about, or whatever it is. Like, to me, that adds or builds a better customer-consumer relationship. Oh, yeah, that's like building relationships with people, for sure. And, like, the customers that we have here, like, I want them to be able to walk in and, like, you know, take their hat off, per se, and fucking hang out and feel comfortable. Like, 
you know, you want to come in and bullshit for a couple hours, be my guest. I would love for you to come in and bullshit for a while. Um, but not all stores do that. I mean, obviously, if you're in a big city, uh, you're not going to have the time no. to do that typically if it's a busy day or you got crackheads coming in asking for money and shit because I've seen that in stores too. But, I'm, I'm, I mean, here it's definitely a barbershop feel. Oh, definitely. And I can think of, I went to a place over the summer, a small record store in Houghton called Vinyl Time. And um, uh, it was okay. A lot of, I mean, it's in the UP in Michigan, so... There was a lot of shit that we see around here all the time. Mm -hmm. Oak Ridge Boys, fucking crap, like, no offense, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know, but... uh, Glenn Campbell and shit. Right. Yeah. But the girl working, they had a, um, <clears throat> a cassette cleaning fucking set, like an old one with all kinds of, like, brushes and head cleaners, and I was like, holy fuck, this is badass. No price tag. I asked the girl. She had to call the boss. So, I mean, and that was on a Saturday, dude. Like, downtown. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's, uh, well, maybe you had an emergency or whatever, but there's a case of what you're like, she doesn't know what she's talking about, and you're not going to hang out in there like you would here, you know? Right. And when I ask her questions about certain, because I got a shelter album out of there, which is fucking weird, but she didn't know anything about it, you know? Yeah, to some people, they're just there to get there right. and make money and clock out. Like and they, I just felt they good might about not even be business, you know. Yeah, they might not even be collectors themselves, you know. And she was, a, you know, I was like her. I think it was the owner's daughter or something, you know. She was like fifteen. Gotcha. But now that store very small. It had a little bit of new stuff, like maybe ten records. But like I said, it um, it was a lot of. Your typical shit you find around here, like country and country rock kind of shit, folk. But up in the UP, or even in that, man, I was fucking scared. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, it's just like going back I wish, in time. I wish we would see better collections come through here. It's, they do come through, it's just sparse between, right. like, compared to a bigger city or something. And that is what it is, it's the population, but... Well, check this out. We make do with what we have. And I can think get. it's better for the collector in the smaller town than the bigger city. Well, yeah, because you yeah, have a better chance, less competition. And, like, if you're a person who's regularly in here, mm -hmm. like, we have a whole board of people behind the counter that are like, this guy's looking for this, this guy's looking right. for this. And, I mean, I check that shit. Like, yep. I will reach out to people it might be a year down the fucking road but, but i will reach out it, to yep. you to find you to be like hey dude last time you were in you said that you were looking for this you gave me your number to call you i have this if you want it come grab it if not i'll sell it to somebody else but i mean not every store is going to do that and obviously that goes with the area like in a big city i'm not going to take the time to fucking if like if i were managing grand rapids right. store I ain't going to do that. Well, it's got, not going to be worth it. No, because I could easily just post it online, like on our website uh, or whatever, and be like, hey, we got this in. Fucking first come, first serve. It gone. Other, dude, you're li if you did it that way, though, in a city like that, let's say you tried to call it, you'd never be able to keep up, dude. No, because it'd be too it's many thousands people. Thousands of people like, hey, man, if you find this. Yeah, like we got a board of like, 
30 people, you know. 30's enough. 30's enough to where I'm like, damn, fuck, there was a guy looking for this, and then I got to look down the list Mm -hmm. and see what it was, but. Yep. But, I mean, that's a, you know, not every store is going to have the time to give you a personalized experience. No. And there are times where we don't either, so I completely understand that. That, to me, isn't something that would dictate bad versus good record store. Mainly, I just want you to know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I shouldn't feel like I'm going in there to teach you everything at your job. Or at the very least, at least be able to tell me, like, where this is or uh, if you have this or that, you know? Like, I don't expect you to know every little nuance of everything because nobody does. But be knowledgeable of the product you're selling to a certain extent. Whether or not you have a passion in it or whatever you should at least know what you're selling, whether it's records, wood, lighters, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. In, Just... the, in the record-selling way, I would imagine there are enough people that know enough shit that would love to do that for fucking money. Yeah. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like Versus somebody hire... that's there trying to get into it just because they're like, well, this is cool, I needed a job. Yeah, it's hell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that I like to see from stores is a store that doesn't immediately list everything worth money on discogs because <laughs> yeah i get it i understand <laughs> like yeah you want to make the top dollar for everything i understand completely like why wouldn't you want to however that takes away from your store to me at least like we have a lot of people all the time who are like you guys sell online you guys sell online and i never know their motive for asking like i don't know if they're asking because they would like to buy online because they're local people that are asking or they're trying to sell or they're trying to be like well everything good that you have just goes online anyways which isn't the case here Mm. no i I, I know that i have plenty of records on the floor that are rare oddities that shit yeah i could put it on discogs but i'm gonna give my customers a chance first and foremost well it's like you said if you if uh people come in here and it's literally the same like well they just put it all on discogs except for the same shit that they've had for 10 years yeah and it's gonna discourage people from coming you might as well not even have the store because to collectors like you and I, per se, we're going to be looking for those oddities. Like, we're going oh, to your store because we didn't want to go on uh-huh. Discogs or whatever. Like, if there's something that rare that I'm dropping, let's say, two, $300 on a record or whatever, I want to see that motherfucker in person because oh, yeah, it I'm is hard it. to grade shit online through a picture. And everybody has their own system. And everybody has their own system of being like, well, a VG Plus is this or a Near Mint is this or VG's that or whatever. And that leads me to another thing is the grading system for record stores. That matters a lot, too. Now, Maybe, especially when it comes to used records, because all new records are presumably mint. No, I don't think so. Presumably. See, I just don't think there's a mint record. Mm, what defines mint? Exactly. So you don't know what's inside. So a mint record. That's why would I say presumably a mint. Perfect, what, like symmetrical, blah, blah, blah. But in my opinion, it, this is what I think. Near mint, it, it has to be sealed. Yep. If it's opened, it's VG plus automatically. If it's not, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't, that's how I look at it. Like if I open a record, it can never be near mint again. See, if I 
to me because that's okay, i hold that standard that high though yeah. you know what i'm saying and i get that mint is like the pinnacle right near mint to me you opened it you might have played it one time because like the way i handle my shit is as soon as i open a record the outer or the jacket gets put into an outer sleeve and then the record itself gets put into an inner sleeve yeah. and immediately is yeah. put away to where it's protected yeah. I don't leave shit sitting out where I just opened it, and I'm like, oh, fucking records hanging out over here. And I've noticed Jackets over time over new here. records are getting worse. Like, you've got to clean those bitches before you put them away on some the paper of them. sleeves, yeah. They yeah. leave a lot of particles and shit. And the quality control definitely declines through some companies when they're trying to meet the demand and of I've pushing out And I've noticed that over so the years, shit. yeah, like certain ones have been like, what? Like, I, what the fuck? And I have to clean it. In order to receive a mint grading... In my opinion, it has to be opened to view the record because you don't know that the record's mint without opening it. So I've seen some people that sell sealed records as mint, but you don't know what's inside of right. there to know and if it meets that grading. It can't be mint once you open I've it. I've seen records that the de outer dead wax has a chip taken out of well, it sure. because it didn't press the right way. Or it has a fucking dome in the middle because it sat on fucking a hundred other records as they were being sleeved and in the heat warped it. Or whatever the case may be. It can be, but it very, 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 very rarely is. Because, all right, but it's not, it has to be, to me, to be mint, it has to be sealed. But like you said, you can't know what's inside. So that's why I don't think it, it can exist. It's hard to make it happen, yeah, for because sure. Because you can't once you pull once you pull that record out and touch it. I don't care if you have fucking rubber gloves on it. Touch the air; it's imperfect forever. Because there's shit we can't see. Yeah. But like you, but you're right too in the fact that you can't tell me that's fucking mint because it could have no stickers on it. Mm -hmm. It could be fucked right up. Yeah, like uh, the Donald Bird record's a good example. Right. It? Presumably mint. You're gonna assume that it's in perfect condition right, because right. it's brand new. Right. Now you open it up and it doesn't have labels on it. Okay, you got an imperfect press. <laughs> press then I think shit like that is cool. Um, and you know, then that's fine. It still plays good or whatever. But you, you know, that can't be called mint. I so agree. I see people that sell mint shit on Discogs, and I'm like, is it though? Like you don't. Oh, know it's that. hard. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Near mint, I can level with because near mint to me, I have a ton of near mint records in my personal opinion. Now, I understand where you're coming from, saying that once you open it, it degrades that immediately. Right. But think of it as like a comic book. Oh, yeah, I just hold myself to my own shit to a high standard. That's all. Right. A comic book, when they go to get graded, I mean, it almost never comes back as a 10. It's oh, like it impossible can't. to achieve. Yeah. But 9.8, 9.8, 9.9, high 9s above 9.5. I mean, to me, that's near mint. I don't mint. know if I've ever seen a 9.9. Nine. Yeah, that is near mint. 9.8 and up would be near mint. Don't but you it think? had, yeah, I would agree. I, I, honestly, I would say 9.5 and above. Oh, yeah, because you're going point, point. Yeah. yeah. So I would agree that that's near mint. And to me, the same would apply to records to where, okay, you open this record, you put it away immediately. Right. And it was basically resealed as you unsealed it. And another thing is, is it has to have all of the paperwork included, including oh, the hype yeah. sticker. Oh, yeah. Like, for you to 
dictate that it's near mint. You need the hype sticker, the original inner sleeve. Yeah, anything it came Anything with. that it came with that may be considered exclusive to the right. item needs to carry on with the item. And most people don't save their hype stickers, I've noticed. Cause really? I've, yeah. Dude, I, I, I do. Single I know you one. do. I know some other people do, like John does, mm-hmm. but I've... I know I've seen a ton of people in the store just rip the fucking record right, right open. Check this throw out. The that fucking away. Clash record you guys have out out front with a sticker on it. Mm. Now I have that same record with that same fucking sticker, and that sticker makes that album worth that money. $40 more valuable exactly. than without it. Yeah. And it's the same as if your album had, it's like the Pink Floyd, wish you were here with the postcards. Yep. If you have all of the postcards, it increases the value like tenfold of oh, what I, it was yeah. to begin with. Yeah, for sure. So. Ranting about all that, it, what I was trying to get at was the grading system is important because if your VG plus is a beat to fuck, beat to fuck, back in black, I don't yeah, know. then I, d- I don't know. Like everybody has their own grading system, so I online right. I need to know where your grading system lies, and you can't just send me pictures because it's hard to get the exact condition of a record in a picture because it's very, very easy to manipulate oh, the yeah. light you a certain way so to get a shit. huge gloss on uh-huh. there. So you can make a record look perfect in a picture pretty simply. Yep. And versus where you're, you know, in person, you pull the record out, you're under a bright light, you look at it, you see there's some imperfections and shit. Like, some imperfections can still constitute VG plus to me. The playback is what I hold that standard to. So, like, if we get a record that we're on the fence about it, or it's worth a little bit of yeah, money. Yeah, it plays through and there's no We play test quiet. it every time. If it's dead quiet or even has a couple little light nicks and pops here and there just because maybe the room was a little dusty right. or whatever. I still constitute it as VG plus. Really? See now, the pop? That would do it. I couldn't do it with that. VG, but I couldn't put that plus on. VG takes it to me to a whole nother category, though. Oh, like, like, to, like that's you're but down it's, to like mid. I, I kind of think so of it hard like, as to a grade, fucking, like in school. Yeah, it's so hard to dictate it though, because everybody again has their own idea of what's what. So, well, you see a lot. Mine of and Steve's records. VG plus might not be up to par with your VG right. plus or. Um, somebody's VG might be a little better than whatever. So. Oh, but for the record, your VG plus and Steve's VG plus is good enough for me by a long shot. Because yeah, you guys' like standards we, are high. Yeah, because we try general. to be fair. Like, if you're dishing out more than $10 on a record, like, I want to be sure that you're happy with your right. purchase. And if you're dishing out hundreds of dollars on an album, like I'll play I'll test that you. motherfucker like I was listening to the inaugural speech or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I want to sure. hear every little nuance to it. Yeah. Like I have a few original jazz pressings on Discogs right now. Now, before before somebody goes, wait, wait, you just said don't sell everything on Discogs. <laughs> These things are worth like $1,200. I'm not going to get the fucking money for them here. And I might be one person that would be interested in purchasing those, and um, probably one other person, John might. Yep. But we're not shelling that kind of money out for it. You exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And we'd be like the only ones that would want to hear it. Yeah. Or appreciate it in the way right. that it should be appreciated. So, but I mean, you're just, we're in that area. Like, uh-huh. you're not going to get the money for everything, but we're pretty fair with everything that we do put out. 
And very rarely does anything go to Discogs. Like those jazz records are the first things that I've put on Discogs from the store that Which wasn't you've mentioned new. Two people, mm -hmm. so it's not like you know I could have raised my hand and been like, "Yo, I'll fucking take that shit." Yeah, you know. And I got a whole crate of the stuff from the same collection that does go out on the floor, mm -hmm. but there was three records in particular that I pulled to put online, yep. and you, you know that. Eat. That's business, you know? I got a kid to feed. I got bills to pay and shit, so... Okay, back to it. But anyway, I could rant about that shit all day, so yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go too much further into it, but... There's got to... <clears throat> I guess there's just... There's got to be something, you know? Like, in as far as uh, a grading system. Yeah. Um, There has to be some sort of standard to... Even if it's to compare your standard to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There has to be some sort of standard that, okay, yeah, your VG plus might be a little bit different, but the standard of VG plus is this, you know? Right, No right, corner right. bends, no spine tears, no nicks and scrapes and shit right. like that. Like, you know, a VG plus to me was pretty goddamn close to near mint, but for say. some reason misses the mark. Like, there might be a little scuff i wear somebody dropped a needle too heavy yeah, or... yeah. I, I think like corner dents are probably the most common shit like that yeah this isn't fuck-ups in the cover and those are common especially with shipping well yeah i mean you could buy a brand new one it's fucking got a crease it in comes it. with a hole in it or something uh -huh. i've had both happen a hole in the vinyl i've had a hole in the record jacket i've had a bend in the record jacket i've had a broken record a bent record a warped record a fucking split record damn I've been pretty the Ty Ferris's that we almost that we just got yeah. were almost fucked up. The box almost. had two holes in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was two big fucking rips in the box right next to the fragile sticker. Weird. And like you know, if something were fucked up, he would have made it right. But but the fact that the post office is not graceful with your shit by any means. Uh -huh. Like I just sold one of those Wayne Shorter records for a little over six hundred bucks. Yeah, I insured that fuck fucking out of it. That and I insured it. Yeah, I paid the extra money through the post office to oh, insure the six hundred dollar package because that cost me twelve dollars or whatever. But if it got fucked over, I would have been out six hundred. Exactly. So, and the post office, especially during the holidays, yeah, is not graceful all with your extra shit. Extra people that don't. But, um, I have you ever gotten any records from Discogs? I think you, I know you have. Oh, I know. I order Discogs all the time. Yeah, and I've never had a problem with anybody's rating or, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been doing... For the most part, Discogs, to me, is the most accurate marketplace for records. I, I, I agree. And when I'm shopping anything used, I always go there because the people it. that are there typically have a pretty set-in-stone grading system. I mean, there's a couple variations, obviously, due to everybody's personal opinion right. on that. But for the most part, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Like, eBay, I've seen VG pluses and excellent near mints and shit look like fucking ass. Uh huh. So yeah, eBay is is I've if I ever gotten any records off of eBay, I believe they were either sealed or they were in the shrink. Yep. Yeah, traveling wheelberries I got like that. It was off of eBay. I, I do order off eBay, but not... I, I mean, that was years I ago. try to... That was before this store even existed. Yeah. I try to stick to Discogs, if I'm going online. Right, 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 right. Um, and then, like, if you're ordering from independent artists or whatever, they're all 
pretty good, obviously, because the shit's new. It's just yeah, they're not going to send you bunk shit at that point. Up in the mail. Yeah, at that point, it relies on the post office whether or not it gets screwed up. Oh, I just wondered. I've also um, uh, I've sold a forty-five for three hundred bucks, um, for Steve a long, long a while ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, years, you know, years ago, and um, the guy never got it. Really, we had the money, but it got to um. It no, it got to fucking. I could track it all the way to England, and then poof, it's gone. And uh, we communicated, sometime, and well, he, he had to eat it. That's fucked up. I've seen that happen though in customs specifically. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really. Ever since the pandemic, I don't fuck with overland right. overseas this was, this orders. Was before that, yeah, because the the mail is so backed up, and like there's shit that gets stuck for months oh, years yeah. you know it's like up right now and the that. shipping costs are ridiculous like to it's ship overseas. to like germany or yeah. something it's like 40 dollars, which yeah. a lot of times is the cost of the record itself yeah eight, so you'd be like 80 dollars. yeah for one album for one album yeah that's fucking and crazy. 50 of that's shipping <laughs> that's <fucking laughs> so crazy. like i don't know but but anyway I just, I, yeah, I just wanted to kind of tie in the discog grading thing because yeah. they're i think they're pretty that's a pretty good standard. Well, there are a lot of people that come into here. That it's like are the like, unspoken Bible. Yeah, for for music, it is. Um, but there's, I get a lot of people that come in and compare shit to eBay. Yeah, and they're yeah, comparing right. it to the asking prices of mm-hmm. eBay. Like usually, it's stereo equipment that this happens with, because you'll get like a cherry mint, fully refurbished, yep. polished, recapped, re-knobbed, re-et, new Pimp lights, everything. Right. And they're like. Eighteen hundred dollars. You're like, okay, you probably put six hundred just into that yeah. on top of what it's already worth, and then somebody will bring you bucks. in a dusty pile of shit that doesn't even work and doesn't have a power cord and looks like they fucking put it on the bottom of a garbage disposal. Yeah, and, and they want they're 500 like, bucks. they're like, oh, I seen this is going for eighteen hundred <laughs> on eBay. I'll take a cool twelve. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, the fuck you will. Like, I'll give you 200 bucks or, you know, like, depending on what it is, is. like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, that drives me nuts, too. But eBay, I think, is, it's good for certain things, but I would use Discogs, personally, if I were buying online for For music. music, Stereo equipment, I would use Reverb. Yep, um, I would use that, that is kind of the equivalent to Discogs in the musical equipment era yep. or world. I mean, not era, own I'm sorry. App, totally safe and yep. cool. And they usually have like make offers and types of shit on oh, that yeah. there too, oh, so yeah. you can kind of negotiate prices. I think isn't that half how we had this podcast up for that? Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Reverb. Or, or, or yeah, we did buy our fucking. Roadcast off of eBay, yeah. I was going to say Sweetwater, but we got our mics. mics from Sweetwater. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Reverb and Sweetwater. Sweetwater is great, by the way, if you're ever looking yeah, for... Yeah, best customer service ever. Yeah, and you get candy when you order. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but they, like, every time you place an order, like, I just ordered a power supply the other uh-huh. day for a guitar pedal. They called me again, and, like, I'm almost on a first-name basis with the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's the same guy that called me for the microphone. For, yeah, you keep like, the same dude. Yeah, for everything that I've ordered through yeah. there. They call and they're like, hey, we're just making sure everything's good, making sure you got this or you're happy with your purchase. Or yeah, the first whatever. time I like, thought it was like, I'm not taking a fucking survey, dude. Yeah, but, no, but they don't not, even but ask but you no, for No, they don't. They, it's they're like, like 
call me if you need anything. Here's yeah. my personal phone number. And, and you can like, call Damn. them. It's fucking awesome. It so, is uh, definitely yeah, the shit. Great customer service. You can finance things, obviously, the more expensive shit. Um, you know, highly recommended through them. But um, I want to wrap this up just shouting out some of the cool record stores in Michigan. Give her. Like, we already kind of did, but Vertigo Records in Grand Rapids. Um, like I already said, Satellite Records in Kalamazoo, they're a great store. Uh, RPM in Traverse City is great. Encore in Ann Arbor. Um, there's a there's a place in Royal Oak called UHF I yeah. really want to go to. I've, I follow them dope. on Instagram, but I've never been there. No, we should um, definitely check that out. What was the oh corner record store? They're a really cool store in Granville, Michigan, which is kind of in between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. Yeah, uh, they just moved to a new building, so I don't know what their new building looks like. But the last time I was in their old building, they have the store is it's so long, like yeah. it's huge. They have a stereo equipment room, they have the records room, obviously, but then when you go, their dollar room is the size of our entire store, easily. That's fucking sick. And they have, like, a stage set up in there for bands to play in, and they have racks of clothing, racks of, like, dollar records, yeah, movies, online, like, all this really crazy stuff. Get in there. Um, they're a great store, been around for a while also. Uh, Greenlight Records in Kalamazoo is another decent store that I've been to. I would say that they carry a little bit more new than a mixture of the two, but still, I've been there and found some cool shit. Like, I found uh, uh, Jane Doe there, like, years ago oh, right Converge. Now. And I can't remember the name of the other album, but it's the one that has Aimless Arrow on it. It has all the different moon things on it. The things... The things we or the things we love, we leave behind. All we love, we leave behind. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and then, yeah, stores that I would like to go to in Michigan: Dearborn Music, uh, UHF. Um, um, I know oh, there's a I handful know. of others in Detroit that are there's like, like they're huge popping stores. Up all over. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. It's Another like famous Detroit one there. that I would like to check out is uh, that's a pretty big one. That'd be like the one like Dilla went into all the time and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's one in Lansing that I went to 20 years ago, 22 years ago, and I forgot the name of it, but I found it, and it's flat, black, and circular. It's in East Lansing. I've never been to that one. I, um, I actually got my first black metal CD at that store. Nice. It was Summons, but mostly used that I remember, and when I checked it online, it still kind of seemed that way, and honestly... If you want to build a badass CD collection, I I would go there probably because they have they seem to have more CDs than uh, records. Vertigo, I will say, is a good place for CDs. Yeah, they have a huge oh, I CD bet because collection. People, yeah, it's just kids selling their stuff off. Yep. Yeah, I definitely Lots want of to see that store too. Metal and punk and et cetera. Like they have a really my kid it spends quite a bit every time he goes there. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, dude. And they do sell, like, T-shirts and patches and shit like that. Um, and that was another thing I didn't include earlier in the list of things is oddities, like collectibles, like T-shirts, patches, stickers, pins, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, people like those little tiny yep. things. Like, you know, you're at the counter checking out. You're waiting to get 
up in line or whatever, and there's a cork board full of patches, or uh, there's a bin full of stickers, or there's a bin full of pins. Like people like to grab that shit to help support your store and whatnot, or just impulse buy it because it's fucking cool. Yeah, you know. No, I like I um um I that's another thing I like I didn't mention about a record store is most of them of any and I don't want to sound like if you don't have stereo equipment your fucking rec, your store isn't shit it's just that I like when you can go into cuz there isn't stereo stores anymore you know right. what I'm saying I mean so, there is but they're typically high end stores yeah, that you're going to be spending a shitload just walking through the door right and the chances so it's of cool finding to anything see, cool at St. Yeah. Vinny's is over oh yeah very few and far between so you that's, find anything that's a plus there. definitely yep stereo equipment is definitely but uh, I'm about to wrap this up because we're a bit over an hour here. Um, I do want to say, like, shout out to all of the independent record stores throughout Michigan and just everywhere in general. I mean, I'm not trying to knock any store at all in particular. Like, if you're an independent store, not part of a corporation, and you're doing your thing for records and music in general, like, I salute you. Um we're just giving our opinion on, you know, some stores we've seen are better than others or have more things, and there may be different, you know, the case may be different for each store versus, like, the city could be bigger, your area doesn't like this, like or whatever. Said, there's different stores you might go to for different things, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, one store might specialize in hip-hop, mm-hmm. one might specialize in metal, and that's cool, but if you do specialize in anything, at least have a little bit of a diversity for the people who may not be looking for that sort of thing it will greatly help your business for the record anybody that was buying records from hot topic about 20 years ago um you suck and <laughs> your records are worth a shit ton of money now yeah all their stuff's worth a and bunch i remember of money seeing for whatever reason like, what the fuck this is bullshit you know i don't have any either i don't have any walmart records either or wait, I think I do have one, but I didn't buy it from there. Gotcha. It was a trade-in that came in here. And it was some, I think it was a Kendrick Lamar album or something. It came from Walmart, but I didn't go to Walmart to get it. I didn't know Walmart sold Kendrick. Yeah. That's fucking weird. It is weird. They I also did see Queen Latifah in I was going to say Queen Latifah in our Tribe Called Quest and stuff. Oh, I've never seen Tribe in there either. Yeah. Really? My thing is, if you go up to that section, like, and you were to ask one of the workers, like, oh, they don't be know. Like, Fuck all. They're gonna be like, I don't fucking know shit. That'd like, be like going to Walmart though, and you're go to the auto section. You're like, dude, I want to run, and you say yeah. a bunch of fucking fancy shit to yeah. them. And they're like, what? I got a battery. Yeah, it's a store that. It's a department. It's store a department bullshit. store that sells everything, not a specialty store. Now, I recently heard, and I believe this. That our Walmart only carries records because there is a local record store to compete with, and that's a corporate thing. I could believe that because Walmart sucks. But I will say that you cannot get anywhere near the same experience at Walmart than from what you could here. And anything Walmart has, I can get. Exactly. It might not be the Walmart exclusive color or whatever, but anything that they sell, I can get, or I already had it, or whatever. It's, like, uh, I may not be able to sell it cheaper always, but 
I mean, really, who do you want to support? Yeah, do you like, want a grocery Your couple shop? extra dollars means more to me than it does to the Waltons. <laughs> you like, fucking They hate. don't give a shit about your yeah, change. Like, hate, dude. like, you spend $40 at my store, you might have bought my kid dinner that day. Right, right. Or whatever. Like, where you spend $40 at Walmart, they're like, cool, we earned an extra penny or something. Yeah, like, they don't even think about You're you. not even on their radar. No, no. And... I don't know. It's just not the same experience. Like, there's a rack dedicated to the records. There's not a whole store dedicated to the records. You're not going to go in there and flip and be like, oh, look at this ridiculous album cover. Or, <laughs> look, there's a scratch and sniff typo negative butthole. Or, no, yeah, you're like, not going to find I don't know. Do you know? Okay. Uh, I don't mean to carry this on, and we're kind of getting a little off, but are Walmart's records edited? No. Okay, I just wondered because everything used to be, else used like to be like the CDs and shit used to be, right. but the records aren't. Oh, okay, because they'd have to um, repress. They would have to edited versions. Repress edited versions, yeah. and with CDs, that was a lot easier to do. Oh, fuck yeah, most definitely. But as far as I know, no, they're not edited. Nor do they sell edited CDs anymore, and they have like the smallest CD selection ever here. Like I remember when it was aisles oh, of yeah, CDs, yeah, yeah. and now it's just there's there's a tiny rack of greatest hits. Yeah, maybe a dozen, twenty CDs. At Something the most. like that. We have way more here than what they do. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I wouldn't doubt it that they're on a corporate level. I wouldn't doubt that they compete anywhere that there's a record store. Yeah, to, I think they do that because then they. I mean, from their point of view, then they're like, oh, well, there's a there's a market there for it. Yep. So if we can fuck over the little guy, yeah, and tap we're going to fuck market. it up. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they always have the same fucking represses, usually, we always talk about. Because I, I remember seeing... Well, they have the same... Your Led Zeppelins, your yep. fucking Beatles. Um, they, they have an algorithm to figure out... Oh, they do? Or a demographic, I'm sorry, not an algorithm. That makes sense. They have a demographic per area, because... I have friends, like, in Ohio and stuff that have showed me, like, run the jewels and shit at Walmart. Really? i never seen that here. Oh, I got you. So, here. We get Alan Jackson and Van Halen. we're getting Alan Jackson, Van Halen, Ozzy, Led Zeppelin, Beatles, John Cougar Mellencamp, shit like that. Whereas another Walmart, you might be getting fucking run the jewels wu-tang clan whatever like it just depends on your area so i know they do a demographic study because they have people hired teams of people hired just to do those demographics to figure out what's gonna sell here what do these people want what do they listen to it goes the same as clothes and everything like down to the colors of clothes that we receive in alpina is like grays camos orange black shit like that we don't receive colored crazy shit typically because we're angry cold fucking people <clears throat> we don't fit the demographic of that right. like it's the same why there's not a lot of certain franchises here because they're like why would we go there there's no money there for that, that or whatever true. but anyways that's way off topic um i'm about good here i'm done with everything i don't need to get anything else off my chest all the shout outs to the record stores are done and everything but i have a lot of music to catch up on to and listen to today so i'm gonna peace out this motherfucker i gotta start moving <laughs> but uh anyway thank you for tuning in hopefully that this little bit of a longer episode doesn't deter people from listening but lots of good information dropped in here and it was too hard to squeeze into just one hour so you get a little bit of extra it's free anyway yeah peace later <laughs>